Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal, where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. All right. Welcome back for another episode on our podcast. And uh, today, we're going to be joined by Dr. Holly Baller, shot caller, apparently. Yeah, yep. thanks you, to my hubby. In your own words, you said shot caller, right? <laughs> yes, Are you exactly. part, do, do you watch the show on Showtime? No. Well, HBO, actually. Ballers. Oh, Ballers. With Rock. I have a Rock. couple of times, yep. No, you should it's watch that. It's, it's awesome. Yep. My wife loves Dwayne Johnson. I know. Who doesn't? I, well, I mean, <laughs> I don't personally love him, you know, but you know, I wouldn't mind kind of being that. I mean, maybe. Right. He seems to have it figured out to yep. a certain degree. But I think that's all a facade, right? We don't always have it feel figured out. All right. I agree. So, Holly, you're from Denver, Colorado? Yes. 2016 graduate? Yep. From the University of Colorado? Yes. How'd you end up in Colorado? Um, my dad's job, uh, about 17, 18 years ago, we moved out here from upstate New York. So. Okay. So you move from one cold place to another less slightly less cold place. The weather here is a thousand times better. There's more sun. It's just um, dark and dreary and cold in Buffalo. So, All right, Holly, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. Today, uh, while you're here, you were here in Raleigh at, uh, at our training center with Implant Pathway with Justin and Mike and those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you hear about Justin? Um, a little bit on Dental Town. Okay. Um, and then someone that used to work for Clear Choice. Okay told me about um, that you don't have to go out of the country anymore to place right. um, implants for training. So that was Why do you appealing. want to get into implants? Well, I think that that's where dentistry is heading with all the baby boomers, aging. Um, we're going to have a much larger elderly pop- population. So I feel like a lot of dentistry is going to revolve around replacing missing teeth. Do you think a lot of your classmates are taking implant training uh, two years out of school? I don't think so. Maybe a handful of people. And you didn't just take implant training like a weekend course. You took like a multiple weekend course. Are you doing the live patient program as well? Yep. So, the so you're kind of going all the, way, all the way in. Yep. So it's not a, it's not a, I wouldn't say it's a outrageous investment, but at the end of the day, it's a big investment. Yep. How'd that decision process go for you? Well, baller shot collar. You got to go, yeah, go I love that. home. <laughs> I love that. So, no, but I even just think more that, so as an associate, you're making that decision. Well, why, you know, just do a little bit of training? Why not get the best training that you can yeah. so you can provide the best care to your patients? So, did you come out of school with student loans? 
Yes. Okay. I bring these things up because I don't disagree with you, but I'm tired of, and I say this every time, okay? I'm tired of hearing over and over from young dentists that I can't take training or I can't take as much training or I can't take the best of the best training because I'm burdened with debt and I'm an associate, so what's the point of doing now? And what I'm hearing from you is that you came out of school with debt, you are an associate now, and you said, hey, let's just go in and go in all the way because you see the lifetime value of learning this skill. Well, if you can have extra tools in your toolbox to help your patients, that's only going to increase your production, which is Mm going to increase you know, you paying off your loans quicker and things like that. So it's going to increase your income. Exactly. Because you have an associateship where you're getting paid maybe a daily minimum, but also the majority of your pay is based on a percentage of production Production. slash collections. Absolutely. So let's talk about your your unique situation as an associate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've never heard of this before. So uh, for our listeners and viewers, you work three days in a general dentist practice and two days in an orthodontist yes. practice, not an orthodontics practice, because that could be a GP practice exactly. that does ortho, ortho, but you're truly in a specialist practice uh, with an orthodontist. So let's yes. talk about that. Let's talk about the two days in the orthodontist practice. Well, I started working for him um, about 13 years ago before I wasn't even in dental school. Were you an assistant, front office? I was. I kind of did everything, but I mostly did um, treatment coordinating and marketing. Um, So the story gets deeper. Yes. So, and he allowed me to have flexible hours where I could go undergrad because I wanted to go to dental school. Mm -hmm. And um, how old were you when you started working there? um, I was 20, just almost 21. Okay. Yep. So he um, he has an amazing philosophy that fun- that is based on um, airway mm-hmm. and you early, know function. Early interceptive ortho. Well, early interceptive ortho came a little bit later. We were always treating patients that way, doing a lot of expansion. Um, we also expand adults, which a lot of people there's a misconception that you can't expand adults because that suture mm-hmm. closes. But we've expanded thousands of adults with when you stable say expanding, results. You're talking about true expansion, not true expansion. Yep. So like. Um, a Schwartz appliance where mm-hmm. it applies pressure on the palate versus like a RPE mm-hmm. rapid palatal expander that Thank you applies. For that because I didn't yeah. know what that was. So it tips the teeth okay. out because that's it, what it, RPE does. Well, yeah, I mean you can get some expansion, but the pressure is applied to the teeth because it's a okay. cemented appliance. So of course, that's going to go. So first. you're going to have a little bit okay. more tipping, and you can only get a lot of you get a lot more lateral mm-hmm. expansion as opposed to. You know, I see a lot of kids or adults that are class three and they need that forward mm-hmm. growth and expansion and the Shores Appliance can accommodate that. Where'd you learn all this? Through um, Dr. Kent Lawson, who I've worked for. Kent Lawson. Kent Lawson in Aurora. Yep. He so you has, didn't learn this in school? No. Did you take classes or did you learn directly from him or both? Um, directly from him. And then after I graduated dental school, I came back. He opened up a brand new practice called New Early Orthodontics. Okay, new and Early Orthodontics. Orthodontics, yep. And um, it's based off of his, his philosophy. But it, it, there's a paradigm shift in dentistry going on right now that deals a lot with airway. Yeah. And there's so many studies that coming out that if you treat a kiddo between the ages of five and seven, you know, 90 plus percent of those kids never need braces because you address the root cause of why the teeth are the way they are, which is typically soft tissue dysfunction. Um, 
mouth breathing, uh, tongue issues, um, muscles in your face and cheeks and neck, tongue ties. I do a lot of phrenectomies every month. On infants even? On infants too, yeah. We're doing some of that in our practice. Yep. So it's just, it's changing the way we do dentistry and it's very preventative, which in the United States, I feel like we're not very preventative. No, we're more prescription based. Exactly. And I see that a ton because some of the kiddos that come into my practice, they're super high strung. They're ADHD. just, yeah, eight, well, they're, they're diagnosed yeah. ADHD, but My a lot of times it's misdiagnosed ADHD right. because these kiddos, they don't breathe properly. They're getting up to 40% less oxygen while they sleep. Is 12 too late for this? It's not too late, but the earlier, the better. So I'm just trying to think about my own son here. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can talk about that. No, I think that it's a benefit at any age. I mean, there's some, some adults that even benefit from it. It just takes a lot longer and the movement of teeth is slower. If we can guide those teeth into the correct position as they're coming in, it's just much more effective. Probably the correct position is a little more forgiving on a child. Uh, in terms that? of the in terms of the occlusion and the bite and things like that. Yeah, so like the sharpies fibers that hold okay. the adult teeth, mm-hmm. it's best if the teeth come in where they should, as opposed okay. to shifting or trying to break those sharpie fibers down the road. That's why there's so many adults with retreats with, with relapse, because right. the sharpies fibers kind of have memory that to move the teeth back to where they originally erupted. Um, also, you don't address the root cause of why the teeth are the way they are, which is soft tissue dysfunction. So, like, the tongue exerts 500 grams of pressure. Do you know how many grams of pressure it takes to move a tooth? Probably, what, 400? No, under two. Under 200. It's like 1.8, 1.9. Oh, so, 1.8 pounds mm-hmm. of pressure. Yes. Not even 200. Grams. Grams, yeah. yeah. So, and it's 500 grams of pressure your tongue exerts. So, say you have an anterior tongue thrust and it's just pushing through your teeth every time you swallow that your bite opens up. So, then sometimes the orthodontics, we can close that bite, but soon after, their yeah, tongue, the tongue keeps pushing win. and it, exactly, it's the bully in the mouth. And if you don't address that, then, and then there's people that will still try to address this, the swallowing and the tongue thrust, but then don't realize that they have a tongue tie. So the tongue is still tied down. So it's hard. When you swallow, your tongue should go to your palate. Mm-hmm. And really, that's where your tongue should live all the time, unless you're talking right. um, or eating. Well, that's how we had developed deep bites, is the exactly. tongue sits on the back uh, during development, sits on the posterior molars, or posterior molars uh, oxymoron, but the uh, lower molars. Then we have eruption of the anterior teeth, and then we by keeping the tongue keeps the posterior teeth down. So that's one cause. Well, of, yeah, your whole facial development, especially with mouth breathers, yeah. you can kind of tell they have longer faces longer because everything face, right. grows a little bit, um, grows down, and they have a gummy smile okay. because of the ever, their face just growing long. So I can spot, you know, kiddos, I, their their class, their molar class relationship from a mile away. It's so funny. I go and talk to um, pediatricians, and half of them are on board, half of them still want to, you know, give kids Ritalin, but. Um, my son even got it. I don't know why the pediatricians can't get it because he was like, I think our dog needs a myobrace, Mom. He is mouth-breathing all the time. <laughs> the dogs, yeah. I think they breathe that way, right? Right. All right, so, let, let's, so you said the word myobrace. I want to come back to that because I want to get into the treatment of this. But this what you're talking about, uh, early orthodontics, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, functional orthodontics, whatever we want to talk about, however you want to call it. I'm sorry, I don't know the technical name. No, you're good. What do you guys call yourselves, the, the people that do this type of orthodontics? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. 
T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Well, we started off trying to explain to the public what we do, but we really had to dumb it down because people are thinking, they automatically think, oh, if I take my kid early, then they're going to need a second phase, a third phase of orthodontics. And that's just not the, tr- not the case with this. Mm-hmm. Your typical orthodontist, you will have multiple phases if you start your kiddos young. But like the Myobrace, Healthy Start, they're just myofunctional therapy appliances that help retrain soft tissue dysfunction. So there's like tongue tags on these appliances where it'll train their tongue to go into the proper position, which is in your palate just behind your front teeth. Um, and your your tongue's the natural expander for your mouth. So if you have a low tongue posture or a tongue tie, everything kind of collapses in. But the same bone um, of your palate is the same bone as the nasal passageway. Right, the bottom of the nasal passageway. So you collapse, you know, your palate, you're, it becomes even harder to breathe through your nose. So when you breathe through your mouth, you can get up to 40% less oxygen when you sleep, which has all kinds of ramifications, oh, yeah. like less I, that, REM sleep. That I understand. Yeah. yeah, so kids get terrible sleep, or adults, and they wake up in the middle, or they wake up in the morning and they're tired. Or So if you're tired and you're driving home from work, you know, what do you do? You stimulate yourself by rolling down the window, turning up the music, you know, to try to stimulate yourself because you're tired. Well, kiddos are just hyperactive because that's what they're trying to do. They're tired and they're trying to stimulate themselves, right? And they have lower IQs because they're, you know, they're not getting enough REM sleep. So then they're not getting, their brains aren't getting cleaned. Like the neurotoxins aren't Mm -hmm. being um, washed off the brain. Exactly, exactly. That's why I see, I see a lot of what I call the, I call them the runner moms. Okay, they have the standard look, slightly elongated nose, slightly collapsed in face, super thin, wear yoga pants all the time. And uh, I find that a lot of them have sleep apnea in some of our testing that we're doing on adults. And I think a lot of it has to do with a lack of detection orthodontically. And all of them had braces, but they've had braces to kind of straighten teeth Mm -hmm. and to get a level bite, but not braces in the sense of you know, expanding and bringing down the palate and creating more room and 
taking airway into consideration as oh, well. It's, it's so funny that you say that because so many people relate um, sleep apnea with being overweight or having true. like high BMIs and like a thick neck. But I think one of the highest populations of sleep apnea are little tiny Asian women. Yes. You know, it's because their palates are, everything well, on them is very, yeah, well, narrow. You breathe from two ways. You breathe in through your mouth, through your nose, they're connected to each other through the palate, as you mentioned. And so when you have difficulty breathing because we don't have a passageway, you know, it's, it's going to create problems for us. Well, you're not meant to breathe through your mouth. No. There's no filter. It doesn't warm and moisten the air. My so wife says that about me, that there's no filter when I yeah. talk through my mouth. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so when there's, you know, a lot of kids will come in with huge adenoids, like almost obstructive. And, and people don't want to take and them out. What tonsils. is up with people not I don't know. But I think you they know, should mandate that everybody should have the tonsils and adenoids taken but out what's, at a young what's, age. What's neat, though, is if you're not, I mean, I think that if you're obstructive, you need to get those out right away because your sleep, your airway is compromised. But a lot of times when it's not super severe, it can be close to severe. When I see a severe case, I definitely recommend having them out because I don't want their airway to be obstructive. But most of my kiddos that come in and they're about to go get um, a, a tonsil adenoidectomy, I say, let's just wait a few months. Like, Seems let me try to transition to nasal breathing and I would say 99% of the time they don't need it and their tonsils and adenoids just shrink down because they don't have that air constantly beating them, the allergens, because they're breathing through their nose now. All it's, right. it, it's impressive. I want to go to treatment next, okay? But before we go to treatment, I want to talk about some things that have come up in my head. Number one, do you feel comfortable doing this type of treatment or do you think, is this a potentially a GP-based treatment or is this truly only for orthodontists? Oh no, I think GP, I think every GP should have this if they see, if they practice family dentistry, because they're the first line of defense, because the pediatricians aren't catching it. Um, they, you know, well, like I said, they'll prescribe Ritalin or a stimulant, which then affects their sleep even more. I wish my wife was here to hear about this. She's a psychiatrist. So, okay. so she deals a lot, not a lot of, you know, we see adolescents, but we don't see a lot of uh, uh, kids, but... Um, it's interesting. The only thing that, so I think GPs are very well equipped um, to, with the proper training no, of to do this. Assuming that. But there's a lot of cases where I think that they should learn a little bit of orthodontics, like um, expansion mm -hmm. and things like that. And these are with a removable appliance or fixed appliance? Removable. Appliances? Sometimes I do fixed. If I see like a little, a really little kid or maybe a kid with Down syndrome okay. or something that compliance I feel like is mm -hmm. going to be a factor, I will do the fixed expand expanders. Can you say 80% of cases can be done with removable appliances? Oh, if not more. I mean, okay. uh, Dr. Lawson likes to start kiddos around age nine. I, okay. I'll push the envelope. If okay. I feel like they'll be compliant, I could do a six or seven-year-old. Because I have an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old that I think need this and a 12-year-old sure. that I think need this. And what's nice about the Shores appliances is that not only the Shores. Shores. How do you spell Shorts. that? Shores. The Schwartz appliance. Yes. Like from yeah. Spaceball, I see your Schwartz yes, is bigger than yes. mine. So with these, I, I didn't think you were old enough uh, to remember that. I remember Spaceballs vaguely, yeah. <laughs> um, this movie we watched on YouTube has a really Right, right? So funny. Um, the, these appliances, you can dictate where you place the screws. Mm -hmm. So say they have like a blocked out premolar or a canine or something, you can add a screw in the center, you can put it on the right to help open space for a certain um And if you do the maxilla, what about the mandibles? Does this just automatically follow? It does. A 
does follow suit a lot of times, but if you have teeth that are severely blocked out, I'll do mm -hmm. one on the lower two. And that's okay. not really true expansion. That is, like you were saying earlier, that's more like tipping. uprighting the teeth. Okay. Not so much tipping, but, but sure. uprighting them. And then it does make a little bit space. But if the earlier you catch it, the better you're gonna get growth. And as you continue to grow, things will kind of catch up, I Well, assume. this is the thing with myofunctional therapy is you wanna capture their growth phase. Mm -hmm. So like by age seven, 70% of facial growth is complete. And their teeth seven. Seventy percent of facial growth, growth is, is complete. complete. So you want to capture these growth phases um, as they're occurring. So then you can help guide the teeth in the right position. You can help the face grow right. Like Maya Brace likes to say, unlock your genetic potential. You can um, have kiddos. I don't want to say that they're unattractive, but they become well, you, much you, more you can attractive. Do for this. I mean, it, they become such much more attractive kids. You develop a natural class one and, you know, a natural more space, symmetry. Like facial I, profile. I see kiddos that droopy eyes. suck their thumb. Well, that's from not like yeah. getting REM sleep. Yeah. Like you have that darkening, the venous pulling under your eyes. But I see kiddos, I always know if they're like a thumb sucker or if mm. they're uh, binky or if they had like a habit where they bit on one side. Because I see kiddos where their whole, their eyes are higher, their ears are higher. And that's from whatever they've been sucking on. It shifts their whole facial platform. So if I do it on this side. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, right. and sometimes kiddos, when we take their first pictures, they're standing there and they tilt their head a certain way. And that's for airway issues. They're, or forward they, head posture. Forward. Yeah, those class twos, you always know, forward, forward head posture. And it just throws everything off. I thought it was all because off. we're watching our phones. Right, that could be. Yeah. That's adding to it, right? Yeah. But, All right. So what? So if you don't mind, briefly, give me four or five things that every general dentist can see that would give us a sign that these patients should consider, or that these kids should consider this type of uh, treatment, or talk to the parents about this type of treatment. What things should I be looking for? Well, first thing first, when they're in the reception room, if mm -hmm. they are bouncing off the wall okay. like a crazy person, that I might be a sign, right? Okay. You, you kicked him out of the practice. Yeah. No, uh, so that's a funny thing. Not all kids are I, like that, I but um, so you're a tongue tie. Okay. Open bites, okay. super deep bites, okay. cross bites, okay. just class three. Okay. Like, just, you know, you look at General the bite all the time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. I mean, crowding. So these patients that I typically say, oh, you need orthodontic treatment, what you're saying is we should be considering maybe a more specific type of treatment. Well, the biggest thing, treatment. I think, is that we should catch this earlier. Right. You know, we see a kid. Early isn't how old? Six years old, seven years old? I treat, I have a couple of three-year-olds. I don't typically say let's treat a three-year-old because they, um, it just depends on compliance. Right. Um, but if they are having a lot of issues, like a lot of Down syndrome parents, How just you beg you. This? Well, I've been doing it since I got out of school, about two years. But Dr. Lawson has trained me, you know, for the past 13 years okay. on function, airway. I think that, I mean, a good way to start is just to take like a myobrace course or a healthy start course or a From the myofunctional therapy course. There's okay. myofunctional therapy um, courses out there. See, I, was, I was thinking about sending my hygienist to that and my sleep oh, hygienists coordinator. Hygienists make amazing myofunctional yeah, therapists. And my sleep coordinator because, you know, part of getting better sleep apnea results for adults is teaching them to mouth, sorry, teaching them to nasal breathe. For sure. Getting the, you know, teaching them to close the lips, lip tie, sorry, lip taping, different things along those yep. lines to enhance nasal breathing because 
as we don't use it, we lose it. So if we can relearn that techniques, we can actually learn, the body can For learn sure. to reopen yeah. some of these passages. This forced nasal airway, it just changes the cells in your nose even. Right. So um, yeah, I think hygienists make amazing uh, myofunctional therapists okay. because um, I don't know. There's Let's just talk about the certain... economics of this. Okay. What 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 what? So, and I hate bringing this up. Okay? okay. Actually, I don't hate it, but I don't want people to take this the wrong way. If we want to go into something, we want to certainly be rewarded for it economically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, certainly a part of it that where the patient is going to live a better life. So that's certainly much better than doing fillings for good, goodness sakes. Yep. Okay. So. What kind of what kind of fees associated with this type of treatment? I would say um, I think the average fee is like do. yeah, is probably like four thousand. Okay. Um, and what does that include typically? That includes well, it depends. So one of the pra- the orthodontic practice that mm-hmm. I work for, it's around four thousand for. Um, for the kiddos for a 24-month program. Okay. But the doctor only needs to see the patient every few months when we're switching out the appliances. So that means when you say the doctor, you mean the orthodontist or you? Either one of us. Either one of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when we're switching out appliances. And other than that, they can see the myofunctional therapist. Okay. And what's nice about this is that you don't even have to always come into the office. We do a lot of FaceTimes because we have patients okay. from all over the country. Interesting. So, um, so we can do FaceTime. So once in a couple of months? Well, we like to, to touch base with them once a month. I mean, it I'm helps with physical compliance. physical face-to-face? Physical face-to-face, it could be every few months. Okay. Because um, we like to switch out the appliances. There's certain appliances for certain things. And we like to progress through, like, some of the appliances have expanders built right in them. Um, um, so the orthodontic office, we do, it's a 24-month where we do myofunctional therapy and all that. What about the GP office? The GP office. Because you brought, you brought this therapy to the GP Well, he associates. was actually doing Healthy Start when the I came. The GP office The GP was, yeah. Okay. So I don't know how I ended up with an it office that does it. To, yeah, okay. because, well, I read the ad and it said, and okay. I researched him, and then he, he was doing Healthy Start, and I was like, oh, my so God. How does it work in that practice? So um, it's not as hands-on because mm-hmm. that's just the nature of Healthy Start. It's more you give them the appliance. You can you still touch base with them once a month, but it's like a six- to nine-month okay, treatment plan. Okay, what's the fee typically plan. associated with that? Around the same, around 4000 but um, we so don't no do a lot of expansion. No. So and this isn't like, I'm sorry, this isn't like early interceptive where we're bracketing and banding or whatever patients at all No, we can though, because I, I would say so few patients need the, the orthodontics after because mm-hmm. we can get the teeth, okay. not like Hollywood straight. Some of them are Hollywood straight. Sure. There might be tiny so rotations. About, I, I keep, I'm trying to think about myself okay. and my average listener. None of them, most of them, I shouldn't say none, most of them don't want to have anything to do with putting braces on adolescents and young kids. Mm-hmm. But, so you're talking about a, a treatment choice, and again, we're going to talk about the myo, myo brace and the healthy start here in a second. Mm-hmm. I keep saying that, okay? But you're talking about this as an alternative possibly to avoiding orthodontic treatment? Yeah, like I said, the latest study, 92% of kids that started with the age between 5 and 7 never needed braces. Okay. Um, however, it's much easier when you do, you can apply brackets because what we say to them is um, one practice, we include it with the fee, okay. the GP practice, and in the ortho office, we guarantee it 
at half the cost of braces okay. if they need it. If they're if they're eighty percent compliant, we okay. track compliance with their activities and daytime wear and nighttime wear because okay. it looks like a fancy mouth guard you wear a couple of hours a day, one to two hours a day, and then overnight. So let's get into the treatment now. Okay. Okay. So you've used two words consistently: myobrace and healthy start. Are they one and the same? Or no, they two they're totally different, different, but products? they aim. They're, they have similar philosophies. Okay. Aim at addressing the soft tissue dysfunction, tongue placement, airway, okay. um, correcting overbites, overjets. You know, one of the a hard, I think, thing to accomplish, well, maybe not so hard, but it, it's time consuming, is to correct overbites and overjets. And um, I just had a patient the other day. He re reduced two millimeters in um, overbite and one and a half millimeters in overjet and he came from February or April 19th and I saw him yesterday. So it's That's just a, a little less than a month. Oh. And two millimeters in overbite and one and a half in overjet. And without brackets? Without brackets, just the, and he's on the first appliance. Would you call these functional appliances? Yeah, so the first one's called a habit corrector with Healthy okay. Start. Healthy Start is a habit corrector. Yep. It's made by a laboratory? It is. Specific laboratory, Healthy Start laboratory? Yep. So what you is have a to typical do... lab fee associated with this lab product? Lab fee with that, gosh. I think it's, it's like 700 to okay. maybe 900. It's like a, like depending a typical orthotic or something yeah. along those lines. Um, Myobrace is a little less expensive because it's not custom fit to the patient. Mm -hmm. It takes a little more training, I think, with Myobrace because you have to know which appliance to transition into. Um, without having like Healthy Start gives you a nice prescription like this is what you do this is what you do next when these symptoms go away you do this would you ever so, choose one over the other I wish I could make my own appliance honestly because there's things that I love with Myobrace and there's things that I love with Healthy Start okay. and I would like to make my own that you would should. just marry Maybe all of the things the entrepreneurial side right of it. right okay. so I I can't say that I love one or the other but I I feel like they're tools in the toolbox. Like you can accomplish this with doing just myofunctional therapy and expansion. So it's not necessarily that you have to go through one of these companies to... But is there harm in using these appliances? Oh, no. No. I've never seen downside and either, both companies will tell you they've never seen a bad side effect from the appliances. So maybe I'm dense here, okay? But what I'm trying to figure out is, is Myobrace and Healthy Start like BMW is to Mercedes, where you you might be a Mercedes guy, so I'm going to go Myobrace. I'm, I like to happen to like BMW. I'm going to go Healthy Start, or is it, or am I missing the boat? No, I here? think that um, Healthy Start like, is probably say, where easier. Where should I start learning? I think Healthy Start is easier for um, GPs, okay. like I said, because you take impressions, you take some. I would love to do. That. I'd rather know cephalometric X-ray. Okay. You send it to them, and so they I kind of write down what you do. If you can read. You can do it. So it's like Invisalign, kind of. Yes. Yeah, take an impression and they yes. give you trays. Yes. And you if do you if it. you can, um, you know, figure out who's good for good for mm -hmm. it and who's not. I think that um, it takes a GP who is good with kids. You think I can experiment on my kids? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Myobrace, you have to be a provider so to... So I can take the training. Yes, exactly. Um, Myobrace is much more expensive to become a provider. Sure. But, but so you get so, so much more. So yes, listen, exactly. Then, so is learning to place yep. implants. So some people right? like to start with the, the cheaper side. I think Myobrace um, I is easier for orthodontists. Ultimate. To me, it's not about which... Pro what I would hope for most of my dentists, and for myself at least, is it's not about the product you use. It's about the knowledge you gain oh, yeah. to be able to choose which product is appropriate. Yep. It's like when you learn 
and implants. And Justin says this, I say this in my stuff is, at the end of the day, we're, we work with certain companies because that's who we personally like. Yep. But at the end of the day, the, the, the knowledge should be universally applicable, whether you're using sure. BioRisons implant or XYZ mm -hmm. implant, right? Yeah. So, so ultimately, uh, to me, it would be about the knowledge. Yep. So I, I just think GPs might be having an easier time to start with like a healthy start. Okay. Um, and then myobrace, you have to learn. So with healthy start, you don't do any myofunctional therapy exercises. You only give them the appliance. That's why I said it's a lot less hands-on. Okay. With myobrace, you need a myofunctional therapist or yourself who every month they get new exercises that they do. Okay. Tongue strengthening, lifts, swallow. You could, but if it, you you could send your patients home to watch them on YouTube, but they're not going to be compliant. Right. No, I get that. Yeah. I'm just saying. So what I do is I take the myofunctionally aspect of myobrace and, and I and I apply it to Healthy Start, okay. but not a lot of people are cross trained in both systems. Why have I not heard of this stuff? I don't know. I think that it's it's up and coming. I really think it's the future of dentistry. It's a paradigm shift in dentistry, um, and it really changes kids' lives. Like it's. It's that important. And I tell parents, like, you can't afford to not do this treatment because it's so important Look, in the for your... scheme of things, four grand to have a kid for that's sure. got ADHD, that may not need orthodontics, it's like a drop in the bucket. Right, it's getting okay. better sleep, they're smarter, they're How about better just behaved. The, 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 the headache of not that they don't give me as a parent, mm -hmm. you know, would be fantastic. Like in China, myofunctional therapy and like other socialized countries with socialized medicine, it's mandatory. Right. Because it's, it's preventative. Because preventative, and they don't, you know, they want to eliminate as many ailments down the road. Like, a lot of these kiddos, or a lot of adults that have sleep apnea started off like can kids like this. Can we do like this, this. on adults? So, you can. It takes a lot longer. Um, we do put some, some people with sleep apnea, very mild, mm -hmm. and give them an appliance because it does bring your lower jaw mm -hmm. forward. And some, it helps it them to the sleep a little bit joints? better. What about that kind of stuff? When TMD. they take them out, it's fine. I mean, okay. with, there is TMD appliances with mm -hmm. um, Myobrace okay. so that you can give adults. And I think Myobrace is easier to use with adults. I don't think Healthy Start will even treat adults. Interesting. Not that I don't believe that Healthy Start could help with adults, but it's just not something that they're, like even when I send in a 12-year-old, they're like, well, since they're 12, it'll say on the prescription, they're going to have to wear it like three to four hours a day, And, um, but I still like kids. Can they sleep in these things? They have to. Okay. Yep. So you have to wear it for good quality time during the day, an hour to two hours, mm -hmm. um, with your lips closed, breathing through your nose, tongue on the spot, all the stuff that we talked to them about. And then your muscle memory kicks in at night. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you're wearing it poorly during the day, you wear, wear it poorly at night. But it's so interesting when we see like twins and triplets. And you'll have one that's really small and the other two are normal size. Could you size. teach a class on this? I would love to. I mean, it's definitely a passion of mine, but the it's interesting with the little kid, he's always usually the mouth breather. I think you're going to teach a class for me on this. I'd love to. That's what's going to happen. Dr. Baller, shot caller, <laughs> our time is up. All How right. can our listeners get in touch with you? Where do they find you at? Do you have an email address? Um, yes, they can email at me at holly.baller at ucdenver.edu. So H-O-L-L-Y dot Baller, B-A-L-L-E-R, at ucdenver.edu. UC you haven't left dental school yet? I just, all of my, all of, everything goes there. I'd have to change too you, much. There's, there's this thing called Gmail. I know, but then I'd have to switch everything else over to my Gmail. <laughs> you know, at some point they're going to get rid of I your know, .edu email address. <laughs> 
What about Facebook and social media? Are you on these things? I am. Okay, yep. so people can get in touch with you yep. there. Yep. So they would just look you up, Holly Baller. Yep. Okay, on Facebook. Yep. Are you on Instagram too? Yep. I'm not on Instagram. Oh, Instagram is way better than Facebook. I hear this, but all these... You don't little, have to listen to people's rants. It cuts you off at a certain amount. Uh, all like, these pound signs that you have to use. Now you don't have to use any. You call them hashtags. Hashtags. <laughs> So I got a funny story. So we went, we were going to our beach house, and we have one of those electronic doors on there. And I was telling my daughter that the code is XYZ pound. Okay. And she's so, like, what is that? So she goes to the door, and she's like, it's not working. There's no pound sign on here. I'm like, what are you talking about? My wife leans over, and she goes, hashtag. Hashtag. It's oh, next she's like, to the oh. nine. <laughs> then my, it's actually next to the zero. But uh, you know, my, oh, daughter, zero. Okay. my daughter goes, oh, hashtag. It's, uh, so I was like, wow, I'm way out of touch. Huh? Thank you so much. Yes. That was awesome. Yep, thanks for having me. Thank you. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. Hey, podcast family. T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.